all you Nakamas out there, I'm Kate Bresnahan. And I'm Bree Scally. And you are listening to Takoyaki Time. Happy 4th of July, fam. Yay! You guys, did you know that 4th of July is my birthday? <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> you knew Even that. Though it took me like five times asking you to just like finally remember yeah, that your birthday is the same as America's it birthday. It feels super duper <laughs> conceited, but I'm always like, how could someone forget my birthday? I know. It's the 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's America's birthday outshines your birthday. I'm sorry. But here's the thing. I'm really bad at remembering other people's birthdays because mm-hmm. like really not y'all fine. should just be born on holiday too (laughs) that's that's a lot easier yeah i don't expect anyone to ever know my birthday i expect them to know the day of my birthday party that's i mean your the day of your birthday party is one of the most important days of the year thank you of the entire year it is you guys kate throws the most bombastic birthday parties she starts planning them like literally a year a year ahead (laughs) like as soon as the last one is done she begins planning the next one (laughs) she like makes a theme and Mm -hmm. then she makes a playlist for the theme Mm -hmm. that has like hours and hours of songs on it oh yeah her family has an in-ground pool and like it's just so fun. The theme is always somehow pool related in a way because I have a pool. Since I was born, I've been having pool parties because that's mm-hmm. just. So you're a pro at them now. Oh, I'm a, I got it from my mom. My mom used to throw the most incredible parties. So you inherited it from her. Yeah. Like I remember once she, we had this, you know, those like a uh, turtle pools, the little like shallow ones. Oh my ones. God. Yeah. She filled it with sand and water and then also hid jewels in the sand. Oh. So like it was a treasure hunt <gasps> in the oh my tiny. Oh that's so cute. Yeah. It was cute. And every year we'd have Sunday making stands uh-huh. like a table full of like Sunday. Sunday? Yep. oh my god yeah my mom was pretty good at throwing a party for kids i when you said when you started to say water and i heard the what i was like oh it's wine <laughs> she filled it with wine and then she, we as six-year-olds dunked ourselves in she it she filled that bitch with wine mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she just dunked a straw right in it and started drinking as all the kids ran around her <laughs> Oh, my gosh. So we actually um, have a really busy summer planned, actually. Oh, my God. Yeah, we have a lot going on. Kate's going up to Maine next week. And then you're following me. Um, yep, I'll be up on the weekend. And I'm going to burp. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um, and after the weekend after that, I'm going camping. Oh, I didn't know you were going camping so mm-hmm. soon. Yep, going camping very soon. Um, last Labor Day... Um, some college friends and I like went on like a little camping trip and we decided to like make it an annual thing. So we decided to go a little bit earlier in the year because we mm-hmm. had super bad weather last oh, year. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, a few people didn't have rain jackets or rain boots and we're like very wet and sad. Yeah. That's so not, <laughs> it's not the best camp planning because no. you're outdoors. On the way there, I was like, listen, Justin, we're stopping at REI and you're getting a rain jacket or you will be miserable. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. I'm glad he has you. <laughs> I mean, that and I just always want to go to REI at yeah. all times. It's hard to resist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, also, uh, before your camping and after our main trip, we're going to see the pillows That's in Cambridge. Right. Yeah. Sandwiched right in between there. It's the pillows featuring Fooly Cooly. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be. Don't know what it means. I'm guessing it's going to be all the Fooly Cooly music. Yeah, probably. And maybe Which is good like it's great music. So good. Um, I actually just rewatched the original series in oh, honor yeah? of the show. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I wanted to like refresh my memory on yeah. the music. It's so good. That stuff gets stuck in my head a lot. Yep. I, yeah, I listened to them basically all day yesterday. And then I'm kind of wondering if it's going to be like. An adult swim sponsored event, so they might have like I don't know, 
projectors or yeah, with some anime on it or something. That'd be kind of cool. That's what I'd do. Yeah. You know, the Pillows have been one of those bands, like, they're one of my favorite bands for sure. And it was one of those bands where I was like, I'm probably never going to see them because it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like, like why would they ever come here? Yeah, literally. But they're playing one of the smallest venues in, like, the entire Boston it's area. It's one of my favorite venues. I love it, too. It's the Brighton Music Hall. And, like, so the front, there are a couple of bars and then a stage. And, like, I've been to like more rowdy shows and then also some like really quiet sit down shows there and they're just really nice yeah um and on the back there's another bar and pool tables so it's a good spot it's good shit mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. like i remember when we went to see miavi and i was just like yeah. i can't believe this is happening this oh, is crazy and it's it's such an intimate <clears throat> venue you know like yeah. that we weren't necessarily at the very front but it still felt like we mm-hmm. were at the front like there's not a bad spot in yeah. that place i still could have like reached out and like oh my god that was such an amazing show uh so i'm really pumped for that whenever i see him posting on instagram i'm like i feel like i know you well he's in the same room he has this beautiful family they're so cute and he's so so pretty and he's in the bleach live action now (laughs) and i just feel like we're connected you know Mm -hmm. like the seven degrees of miyavi are much less now Or six degrees, whatever Kevin Bacon We said. breathed the same air. Yeah, exactly. He probably felt my sweat on him, and he, I felt his sweat on me. Or one of his employees regrammed one of your pictures. Yep, that's true. On the official Miyavi Instagram. I think it Instagram. was actually. Miyavi, I think, handles his own Instagram, so I'm pretty sure it was him. <laughs> pretty sure. MBD, like, whatever. <laughs> I remember in high school, he was one of the people I, like, printed a photo out of and, like, put in my locker. Worthy, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um, I definitely had a photo of him on my MySpace page. Mine was my photo in my locker was Keanu Reeves. That's a good one. Thank you. It was like um late nineties, early two thousands. Keanu Reeves. Nice. I still remember he was wearing a white t shirt and black jeans and leaning on his motorcycle. Oh my god! And the photo was in black and white, not because it was artistic, but because I wasn't allowed to use the color ink. For locker things. Was there a reason why? Did you abuse the power of color ink or did your parents just know? No, I abused the power of color ink. Like, <laughs> absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I printed out a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! illustrations mm-hmm. when I was like Oh my god, I 13. printed out so much fan art. I also had a binder full of my favorite fan fiction just so I could like browse it whenever I wanted. That's smart because you don't always have access to dialogue yeah. is the thing. You need to be able to get your fan fiction. Yeah, like if someone's on the phone or something you and you need that fix, you mm-hmm. need your fan fiction just go to the binder mm-hmm. just go to the binder it was a smart move thank you yeah um fifth grade me was like super smart clearly i never <laughs> even did that i think i might have printed out a couple fix but i didn't have a binder full of them it was not environmentally friendly no. um also there was this really great harry potter website called it was like the harry potter lexicon or something that sounds familiar and i printed out basically the whole website it was like the Wikipedia of Harry Potter, and I printed it all out, and I had another binder full of that. Uh-huh. Wow. Just a whole library. Yeah, it was my Harry Potter reference book, basically. The early internet, such a dark time. It was, it was not great. Like, I remember, like, specifically for me, it was always Yu-Gi-Oh! illustrations, because mm-hmm. all we had was the Yu-Gi-Oh! show that was airing in the U.S., and, like, maybe 30 episodes total, when yeah. there were, like, hundreds of them. So whenever I could find like a manga illustration, sorry, manga illustration, this is the podcast, I can't pronounce it, manga, 
but uh it's like so boston you know the manga, manga. yeah that manga <laughs> illustration right there uh, yeah that's our uh upbringing coming out I yeah think. yeah I, I printed them out and i just kept them in a folder and i kept the folder with me at all times like throughout the school day. that's amazing <sighs> this is how you start out as an artist is you print out the photos you copy, copy the photos yep. yep and then you just look through them for hours and hours i love it yep um i'm sure i have absolutely told this story on the podcast before but like the girl in seventh grade who saw one of my like anime drawings it was sosuke from um ronnie kenshin of course and she went oh is that your boyfriend and like i have never let that go oh my god (laughs) (laughs) did you say uh yeah absolutely i think i was isn't he hot (laughs) no but today it would be like, fuck you. Yeah, Dude, that's my anime boyfriend. The first time I ever got anime shamed, I remember it was sixth grade. And I was in, I don't know, we were in between classes or something, just sitting around the classroom mm-hmm. waiting for the teacher to come back. And someone started singing the Pokemon Johto theme. And I was like, I know what that is. It's Pokemon Johto. And someone looked at me and they're like, you watch Pokemon? Um, You were just singing the theme. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was someone else. Probably like some lame loser in the corner or whatever. But like, I remember, yeah, but like, I remember having them. I actually think I re- said like, n- no, I, I saw it when I was flipping through to find MTV. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta find MTV. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. 11-year-old Kate wasn't great. Yeah, kids. Some at one point in our lives, anime wasn't cool. No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say it's still not very cool, but like to me, it's the coolest thing in the world. Exactly. So and also, I really like this general kind of trend towards like, who the fuck cares what other people do? Yeah. I don't know if that's just like us growing up, or I if that's, that's like it. an actual cultural thing of like, yeah. who the fuck cares what you do? I genuinely think it's just us getting older, though, because like yeah. I'm definitely not up on like the youth culture anymore, and like I'm sure that they have their own turf wars too. I'm trying so hard to pretend like I am up on youth culture, but I don't think that I am. No, I go on moment, Twitter.com. The moment I saw the word bay, I knew I was broken and down. Like it was just like, well, that's it. That's the line right there. What's wrong with the word bay? Nothing. It was just I didn't understand it. <laughs> I didn't know where it came from. And I was like, so that's what it feels like. <laughs> I mean, now I use it. Mm, mm. I love Bay. Mm-hmm. Bay is Bay. Bay is Bay. There are a lot of apps that I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> I never, I never understood Snapchat. Like I understand how to use Snapchat. I'm just not I just, good at it. I'm not good. I, I don't understand the good. culture of Snapchat is the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dick pics. Yeah. There's plenty of ways to get dick pics kids kids listen to me there's so many different ways to get dick pics you don't have to resort to just one way yeah kids the more you know anime (laughs) anime dick pics uh oh there's gonna be yuri on ice news on sunday Sunday, we're recording this on the friday before we post it so we're not i mean wait brie there was yuri on ice news on sunday it was amazing it was so good wow i can't wait for this yuri on ice development this thing that we're getting (laughs) it's blowing my mind i love the art i love it i sure do love those characters why is yuri diving into lava they don't need to go that far from the first series yuri on fire come on people that's irresponsible (laughs) 
come on. They really, <laughs> they fell into that, like, the sequel needs to be bigger. Yeah, bigger, better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. No, what do you think it's going to be? I, mm, I mean, there is supposed to be a movie eventually. Yes. So I have a feeling it's going to have to do with the movie. A trailer, maybe? Possible. Oh, trailer's a good a trailer idea. Trailer would be good. Yeah. Um, because I think it's during the Yuri on Ice concert. Yes. That the announcement's happening. So I wouldn't be surprised if, like, they played the trailer. Why is Japan so good at, like, ridiculous nerd events? I don't know. Well, like, what are they going to do with the Yuri on Ice concert? Are they just going to play, like, History Maker and, like, Welcome to the Madness orchestrally? Yes. All for, right. like, two hours. I'm down with it. Maybe, um, do you think they're going to, like, play a couple of the episodes and then like play along with it, oh, you know? Cause like God, actually totally are. a few years ago, I went to an event like that in New York for the mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings. Yep. Oh my God. It was amazing. Um, and I'm kind of wondering if they're going to do that. It's possible. Cause that's a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's probably what's going to happen. And they're probably going to show a trailer for the movie. My guess. Yeah. It's definitely not something that new you know what i mean like it's not anything beyond the movie i don't think it's going to be like a season two announcement or anything like that what's really sad is that because this episode is airing like six days after i know everyone's already gonna know and they're (laughs) gonna be laughing at how wrong we are (laughs) like oh listen to those assholes we tried we're in the past (laughs) please forgive us our schedules just wouldn't let us record after the announcement no it just wasn't gonna happen gonna be too busy yep getting drunk in maine yep Pina coladas. Mm. I'm bringing a blender specifically to make pina coladas. I'm so mad I can't go up for the whole week. It's fine. I'll drink twice as much for you. And then, like I said, you're going to be so good at making pina coladas by the time I do get there. Yeah, you won't have to have any of my like nasty slop ones. <laughs> I don't think a pina colada could ever be nasty slop. Nah. Like Those are all really good ingredients. Mm-hmm. Frozen pineapple, mm-hmm. white rum, mm-hmm. coconut milk. Yeah, that's literally it. That's all you need. That's all I need. That's all I need. That's all I need. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, the only other thing uh, is literally just this second. We were watching the first episode of Laid Back Camp. So cute. We were just like, watch. We just like watched the first episode before we started recording. Yeah. Because last week, Kate um, put on you know, Yasha. Mm-hmm. So she did me the favor of saying, you can choose something this week. And you did a good job choosing. Thank you. This has been something that I like had my eye on because it looks... Yeah. So cute. So we'll watch a ton more of that, and then we'll have like a whole segment on it, because yeah. I'm really interested in talking about it. Awesome. Yeah, we'll put that on the board. It'll right. happen. <laughs> Just a note for future episodes. It's on our vision board. <laughs> we should make a vision board, Kate. That's a good idea. I'm going to do it. It's just going to be covered in Japanese food. Yes. Japanese food and like fashion. Yeah. Lolita, mm-hmm. baby. Like Omocat stuff. Yes. And Yeah park harajuku things it's gonna be great um i'm gonna do it i'm gonna make it on pinterest thanks it's a good idea and we can share it with our fans and yep. everyone can contribute you guys keep an eye out for the the lookbook of takoyaki time <laughs> <laughs> all right you want to jump into yeah let's do it we're doing a very very special intro episode to a very very special anime kate has been a lobbying Lobbying, yeah, that's a good way to put it. I would, yeah, lobbying for this series for mm-hmm. her entire life. Yes. Yeah, and this isn't just trying to get me to watch it. This is trying to get the world to watch it. And that series is, of course, Sailor Moon. Bishoujo Senshi, Sailor Moon. It's the 
a show that first aired in 1992 when I was two, and I'm pretty sure I watched it back then. And that's insane. It's a very long time ago. I was probably, I think it took a couple years for it to start airing in the U.S., but when it started airing here, I was watching it for sure. I want to say, don't quote me on this, I want to say it started airing in the U.S. around like 96, 97. Yeah. Um, Because that would put me in like the first grade, and Mm -hmm. I remember the ads and stuff. Yeah, I was definitely living in Massachusetts because I obviously was born in New Hampshire. Obviously. I mean, look at you, Kate. You just reek of New Hampshire. Just stop. You reek of it. Please, God. <laughs> but I, I think I remember watching it in my current house in Massachusetts mm-hmm. when it first aired. So that would make sense. I don't know how this one passed me by. I don't know how I missed it. Yeah. Like, wh- what was your first anime? Pokemon. Or, I mean, I guess technically it would be, like, probably some movie or something from when I was really little. Yeah. Oh, my God. There were a ton of those for me. It was, like, a Thumbelina movie. It was, like, the Thumbelina movie that I remember is actually, like, a cut-up version of a long series. Mm -hmm. But, like, they cut that up and dubbed it and brought it over here as a a movie. Yeah. I think that my first introduction to anime was probably something like that, like, Mm -hmm. way back when. But the first one that I'm, like aware of and like was aware like this came from japan yeah uh was pokemon right that makes sense that's a good one to start with sailor moon was definitely my first anime i think it was probably my first like anything from japan Uh, yeah and maybe power rangers first i think oh yeah power rangers yeah i loved the yellow power ranger because her mechazoid was a big cat and i loved cats I love big cats yep. specifically. Yeah, so. you do. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I was wicked into the Yellow Ranger. I loved her saber tooth cat. Mm-hmm. I loved mm-hmm. that she was a cool fight lady. Yep, good fight lady. And I loved Yellow. Yep, those were all really good reasons. I think I yeah. was her. I was her for Halloween in kindergarten, <laughs> just so everyone knows. Baby's first cosplay. Uh, yeah. By the way, my ultra move, uh, I would punch out both my arms and mm-hmm. kick out both my legs, and that was in the air. Yeah. Oh, is that what you did as a child? Yeah. I oh, okay, know. okay. I can't remember how effective it was. Probably not very. Everyone, I'm going to make both of us try this when we're done recording and we'll report back next week. <laughs> it wasn't very coordinated, but I thought it was like the I most badass. I don't know. I badass. bet it looked badass. Oh, my God. Have you ever punched with both hands? <laughs> <laughs> I think I probably punched with both hands, but I don't think I've kicked with both feet at the same time <laughs> while being airborne. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a rush. Yeah. I, I'm sure I thought it looked super cool. Oh, of course. I, did, I don't know if I ever had any like Sailor Moon style attacks. I definitely played Sailor moon with my sister mm-hmm. when we were kids because she was also a fan oh yeah because you guys used to buy the vhs tapes yeah. right yep we would go to suncoast videos in the mall suncoast we would pool our allowance and we would buy one vhs tape every which time. was just a grab bag like yep who knows what episodes it's gonna be who yeah. knows where in the series you're gonna be yep. right i didn't know the difference between sailor moon classic sailor moon r s super s they didn't have stars so i didn't even i wasn't even like exposed to that you guys, I still don't know the difference between those things. I'm oh, a fake weeb. You will learn. I'm a fake weeb. But like at the time, like we just pick a random season. Like we just like would look at the cover and think that's cool. I want that one. I love that. Yeah, it was so pure, and I still have all of the tapes too. Oh, that's yeah. so nice. It's funny too because I, I just displayed them up on a bookshelf mm-hmm. next to my Yu Yu Hakusho VHS tapes. Yes, the creators of those two series are married. <gasps> Really? Yeah. And I oh totally forgot. Oh my God, that's forgot. so cute. I it's had no idea. adorable. Oh my God. Yeah. And they're both really good shows. 
I did really enjoy Yu Yu Hakusho in middle school. Yeah, me too. Because it was on in like the Toonami block with mm-hmm. like Rona Kenshin and Yu Yu Hakusho and then like something else. I forget what the other show would be. But. Yeah, when it was on Adult Swim was when I watched it. Okay, yeah. So I don't, they might have like censored it for Toonami maybe. Probably. Because there was definitely a couple bastards thrown around in there. Bastards. Yeah. yeah, no, they totally censored it. Yeah, Inuyasha and Yu Yu Hakusho were like the same time for me mm-hmm. and it was just like blowing my tiny mind. <laughs> But Sailor Moon had always been a constant. And, like, I, I have never disliked Sailor Moon. Like, I went through that anti-anime phase in mm-hmm. college. But, but Sailor like, Moon was always cool. Yeah. I Like, every time I think about her and, like, the series in general, I just get this warm, comfortable feeling in my heart knowing that something that beautiful exists. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. And I definitely have to credit Sailor Moon for, especially at the time when I was so little, mm-hmm. it was a show about women like a ton of women all different people and they all like had a common goal but they were all totally different characters right and that definitely left a huge impression for me and like there's this really interesting intersection between like there's this super powerful show with really great strong female characters Mm -hmm. and they're using that to like market to little kids you know what i mean like if the marketing and the like merchandise I remember like Sailor Moon nail polish and Sailor Moon lipstick and all this stuff like Mm -hmm. if that's the gateway to getting good role models like okay go for it that's fine go nuts Mm -hmm. yeah when I was a kid I had a Sailor Moon costume uh these big freaky Sailor Moon dolls that my mom bought at building 19 (gasps) I remember building 19 Mm -hmm. yeah and they were just like super they I don't know if they were at all official in any way oh probably not probably not did they have like those huge Barbie heads yes yeah I still have them actually I think I had a um Sakura one from card captors That was very similar to that. Yeah? Yeah. I had a bunch of Cardcaptor's dolls that were like the weird bendy rubber. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they all, it was like a, a fashion line and you got like a bunch of different fashion. costumes. So oh. I had definitely had Sharon. I definitely had Maylin and like yep. five Sakuras. You gotta have more than one Sakura. Yeah. She's the star. So mm-hmm. many outfits. You can't choose one. Yeah. Five. Oh my God. Merch was so good. Anyway, <laughs> so let's jump into Sailor Moon because you have watched five or six episodes five or six episodes but over the span of like the whole first season yeah so we're just doing like a light introduction on the series in general and like the story in case someone out there much like brie hasn't actually watched it before yeah and i think that it's been a really good way to get into it yeah like more is happening than filler because you know how anime is like yeah especially anime from the 90s yeah it's like 90 percent filler yeah. so like i think we made it up to like the late 20s early 30s like yeah. number wise but in reality we only watched like six episodes mm-hmm. and i'm pretty sure that the pacing is in keeping with the manga yeah right? if i were to suggest sailor moon to anyone i would say start with the manga because it's a very fast pace like the first arc is really fast paced yeah. compared to the anime especially but like I mean, the anime is fun and great to get into, too. But, like, if you're going for the story itself yeah. and not the characters, you should definitely go for the manga. Because it's all, like, gathering the Sailor Scouts, set up, and then let's go. Yeah. Not, like, yeah, let's here's your fill space 30 opera. episodes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the manga is space opera. The anime is slice of life space opera. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I do think, like, when I have more time and, like, brain bandwidth, 
I do want that slice of life stuff. You it's know? really like the filler is excellent. And there's a lot of character development. Like they develop the hell out of the villains. That's the thing is I really want to meet all of the villains. They yeah. look super fun. They're great. And like so extra and dramatic. Mm-hmm. And I love it. They're a perfect fit for I the show. I love a good villain. So just to go over the the basic like synopsis. The story centers around an airheaded crybaby named Usagi and her friends Ami, Rei, Makoto, and Minako. Using special powers, they can transform into sailor soldiers. They become the champions of love and justice, the sailor Senshi, Sailor Moon, Mercury, Mars, Jupiter, and Venus, respectfully. They fight for love and justice against the evil minions of the Dark Kingdom. To help them in their quest, they need the advice of two talking cats, Luna and Artemis, and also the mysterious Tuxedo Mask. I love this show so much. I'm really honestly yeah. super happy that you do. It's super fun. Yeah. Um, I remember the Masquerade episode. Like, I so really wanted vividly. you to watch that I one. I loved that one. Mm-hmm. That one was really great. Like, um, yeah. So, oh, let's just like start. Yeah, yeah. So it starts with the introduction of Usagi Tsukino, who is Sailor Moon, and like she's walking to school one day just like enjoying her normal life she runs into a cat being tortured by a bunch of kids like so terrible <laughs> like that's really dark it is like, pretty dark what kind of six-year-olds decide like oh here's a cat let's pick on it like psychopaths <laughs> yeah honestly that upset me but but she quickly saves the cat yay and uh removes a bandage from its head and notices a crescent-shaped bald spot on her forehead so cute and has a little stare down with the cat before she realizes she's late for school and runs to school and has done shittily on a test and like hangs out with her friends and like gets yelled at by her teacher just like normal high school shit i relate to her so hard yep it's so normal and it's great and then like she goes she goes to a sale with her best friend and they're like looking at jewelry and then she goes to the arcade and flirts with the arcade guy. So cute. She runs into a, like a weird creep with weird sunglasses and like he makes fun of her. And then she goes home and gets yelled at by her mom. And like it, it really is like the most slice of life you possibly could get until suddenly she has superpowers. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wait, this is actually like a fantasy action show. And then it always feels like she's trying to catch up. Yeah. To her own life. Yeah. You know, she doesn't do a great job as Sailor Moon for a very long time. I have not reached the point where she's good at her sailoring. So like, honestly, if you watch the entire thing and you go from the very beginning to the very end of that last episode, Mm -hmm. and it's like watching this incredible arc of this person, like come to terms with their own abilities and like not make compromises for their ideals. Mm -hmm. It's honestly like Usagi is still to this day, one of the most amazing characters I've ever seen written. Oh yeah. Cause she's like, she is a pure person, but she's also like a lazy slob and like, she doesn't care about doing schoolwork. Yeah. Like it's that kind of thing that women desperately need as like a character to look up to because like a lot of female characters in a lot of different stories, they either have to be perfect or just like garbage. Yeah just there's nothing in between there's no dimension to a lot of characters so like seeing sailor moon that young in my life i realized like that's a possibility Mm -hmm. to be that dimensional as a person oh yeah so so (laughs) that's episode one she fights a demon in the jewelry store and tuxedo mask comes in and says something dumb and then it goes away and she's like that's the hottest guy i've ever seen I'm 14. I mean, she's 14. She just saw a guy in a suit. Yeah. Like, that's really all it takes. She saw a guy in a tuxedo and a mask. And a mask. 
and he's mysterious mm-hmm. and probably older than her and tall. Yes. Like game yep. over. Yeah, I definitely had a crush on t- uh, Tuxedo Mask Who as a didn't? kid. I didn't even watch Sailor Moon, and I was like, oh no, I know Tuxedo Mask is oh, hot. Yeah. Fucking fine. Fine. So then we skip a few episodes to uh, the introduction of Sailor Mercury. It's this smart, nerdy girl, kind of cold, really quiet. No one talks to her at school. And uh, she's going to this prep school after oh yeah cram school. school yeah cram school yeah. Because, classic yeah and <laughs> she has to use this special floppy disk oh my god that's right it has in more recent versions been updated in like t- like in sailor moon crystal mm-hmm. which is the new anime that just came out it's, i think it's a cd now so is sailor moon crystal like a reboot yes okay also CDs are kind of out of date now too. I know, right? Sorry to set your leg with my foot. <laughs> I'm not sorry. <laughs> yeah, so she has to like use this disc, but she's like, I don't need this disc. I'm too smart for this stupid disc. And uh, the disc is brainwashing everyone in the tr- the cram school. So uh, she befriends Usagi, and uh, Usagi comes in. and She's like, I'm gonna save the day. And turns out Ami is Sailor Mercury. There, actually, I honestly think it's one of the weakest like Sailor introductions. Yeah whatever and then uh the introduction of sailor mars mars was my favorite introduction oh really so far. yeah that's cool absolutely do you want to go over it sure um so episode 10 an uncharmed life the cursed bus enter mars the guardian of fire that's such a dope name for an episode is it i think the cursed bus enter mars I like the second half. I don't know about the cursed bus. I like the cursed bus. All right. We'll give the cursed bus a pass. (laughs) Um, So loaded buses are disappearing near Hikawa Shrine. And most of Usagi's peers suspect that Rei Hino, a mysterious shrine Miko with strange psychic abilities, has something to do with it. And Luna wonders if she might be the moon princess. So she wonders that about everyone. though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except uh, I wonder where the moon princess mm. actually is. Mm. <laughs> she couldn't possibly be Sailor Moon. So anyway, Luna sends Usagi and Ami on this like freak of the week quest to like monster of the week i like freak of the week freak of the week that's the thing that came into my mind because of that song oh yeah it's a good song Um, you should look it up oh my god the music video is animated and it's gorgeous and you should go watch it Mm -hmm. so they go to the shrine to figure out where these buses are disappearing to and they think maybe it's this psychic shrine maiden even though they never suspect her perverted grandfather it's fine whatever that's a good point like, they suspect this nice girl, eh, kind of nice girl, and not, like, even give a passing glance to her, like, lecherous grandfather. But that's hilarious in Japan. Oh, my God. It's so a lecherous old man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's a bus that's loading up at the end of the day, and they're like, whoa, let's uh, see what's going on with this bus. And then the bus disappears. Are they on the bus at that point? Uh, well, one bus leaves without them because Usagi's too afraid. Right, right. They were going to get on the bus yeah. and then she she wussed out. Yeah, and then yeah. the next day they try again and then Ami's running late. Yep. So Usagi has to get on alone, but she's disguised herself as... Oh, yeah, a flight attendant. A, yeah, a beautiful a flight, flight attendant. attendant. That's right. I love her disguise. That They're was so, so funny. They're all of, like, that, there are a bunch of them in the mm-hmm. first season because like that's one of her only powers back then. She and, wasn't good at having powers. No, but she's really good at thinking up really cute costume ideas. So um, Usagi gets on the bus that gets taken away, and then Ami and... 
Ray have to rescue her? Yep. Um, because again, she's not very good at using her powers yet, so she can't save her sa- herself. Yeah, she's yet. kind of a, a wussy baby, like very bad at trying to help herself or anyone yeah, else. But she gets there. Yeah, she does. I'm told it's a beautiful arc. I'm told she gets there. <laughs> oh yeah, and then Ray is Sailor Mars. Mars yeah, <laughs> good job. That Thanks. was a good job. I tried my best. Summarizing. So that was those first two episodes were with the first of the four kings, uh, Jedi. And then a few episodes later, he is killed terribly, and, but we didn't watch that one. So the next one we watched was the introduction of Sailor Jupiter, who is my girl. She's my forever girl, and I love her very much. Mm-hmm. And that episode is, it's kind of weird because in the anime, it starts this new arc of like, so they're originally trying to find the princess and then they're like, we need to find the silver crystal. And then they're like, well, in order to get the silver crystal, we need these seven seven rainbow crystals. Yeah. Yeah. So they need to find these rainbow crystals in these demons that are disguised as humans. It is a fucking mess that they just added for filler in the show. Let me give you this nutso summary (laughs) of, um, Episode 25, Jupiter comes thundering in. Jupiter, the powerful girl in love. Queen Beryl partially awakens the evil entity Queen Metalia and sends Zosite and Kunzite to find the seven great Yoma and their rainbow crystals. Meanwhile, the tomboy Makoto transfers into Usagi school and quickly falls for a crane game with the arcade. Actually, I just completely forgot. We skipped over the ball episode. Oh, yeah. The other one's only Sailor Moon, Mars, and Mercury. And they go to a ball, and it's really fun. Yeah, they go to a ball. They think that the silver crystal's there because it's the Princess of Diamond. And then turns out it's not. It's just a weird statue made of diamond. <laughs> and But, like, the episode's really cute. Like, she disguises herself as a princess, and she's, like, dancing at the ball. And she has to sneak out of her house mm-hmm. because her parents won't let her go to the ball, uh-huh. even though her dad's there because yeah. he's a reporter yes. so he's reporting on the ball uh-huh. and, and he, he sees her from a distance and he's like i wonder if usagi will ever be that elegant yeah. and beautiful but it's your daughter she already <laughs> is that elegant and beautiful yep. yeah and that was the only episode we watched with uh nephrite yes i always i forget i constantly forget what his name is because it's malachite how and- they're so easy to remember <laughs> And they're so important to the <laughs> well, overall arc the of the show. The weird thing that the American version did is they changed the names of some of the four kings to other stones. So, like, Nephrite in Japanese is Malachite in the English one. Who knows? I don't know why. I, oh, I still think of him as Malachite to this day. But we didn't watch any of his episodes. And he had this whole arc with Sailor Moon's best friend, mm-hmm. uh, Naru. She's Naru. <laughs> I have to, like think for a second in my head what right, the english right. is and what the japanese is uh she's naru in the japanese and molly in the english and molly. she has like this ridiculous brooklyn accent oh my god it's so cute but like he and her have this whole like romance arc where she has this crush on him and he keeps showing up and like wooing her but then like mysteriously running away because he's an evil dude he's a rock yeah there's this whole like side thing that we completely missed because we didn't watch any of those episodes but like that's the only one we watched with him and we immediately jump into zoocyte and kunzite who are the first gay couple in sailor moon of many yeah so it's it was like in the english version everyone knows this aside from you apparently but well i know it now (laughs) so in the english version because americans can't handle gay shit apparently 
they decided to make Zoocyte, the more effeminate character of the two, a woman. So they gave her, they gave him, it's still a him, a a woman's voice and like called her by female pronouns. Mm -hmm. And then like in the Japanese, still a man. Yeah. So like it was such a weird thing to, like I remember having those moments growing up of just being like, oh my God, oh my God, why would they do that? Jesus. Yeah. It's like, we could handle it. It's just American audiences suck. Uh, yeah. That was a very 90s bringing yeah. anime over. It was very was, like Japanimation. Yeah. You know, like Americanizing things totally. to the extent where they're just like completely different. And it like, they did it so many times. Like, for example, the most famous one in oh, yeah. in the fourth, no, the third season, Sailor Moon S, the two Sailor Scouts, Uranus and Neptune are girlfriends and in like they're very intimate they're always touching each other always like looking deeply into each other's eyes in the american version they made them cousins which is so gross so gross like it's way grosser than like just having a lesbian like, couple cousins like, aren't all over one another no like they would like there's a whole part where their hands are just like touching and like like intertwining like over and over again for like a full minute oh my god and like you watch them you're like what um, what why would you think that this is better? Maybe that's just how cousins are in Japan. Maybe like, that's no. how cousins are in America. Yeah. I'm just saying. But like that was the first instance of that. And that's kind of a bummer because Zoicide's my favorite of the four kings. The four kings, by the way, are the four like dudes. I'm sure you get it. Yeah. I'm sure. I I think you can get it. I caught on. <laughs> I got there. There's a whole thing about them. I know that, I've only oh. watched six episodes, but you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm picking up what they're putting down. So with Jupiter's introduction... Uh, she's the new girl at school. Everyone's afraid of her. She's wearing a different uniform because she can't fit into any of that school's uniforms because she's too tall. And she's like this big, tough fight lady. And Usagi doesn't give a fuck. She's like, that looks like a delicious lunch you're eating. I'm going to ask for some of it. It's so cute. It's very cute. Like, I think Usagi is like my inspiration for making friends of just like, don't be afraid. Just like say something nice yeah, to someone just be nice. and yeah, they'll probably surprise you. Yeah. So they become quick friends because surprise Makoto is like the sweetest girl in the entire world. And yeah, she's tough and cool, but like she would like give you the shirt off her back. She's right. just got a heart of gold. She's a romantic at heart. And uh, eventually they, they just like go to the arcade and like hang out. And it turns out Makoto has got a huge crush on this crane guy. Cause he reminds her of her senpai from her last school. <laughs> And uh, so she starts following him around and being like, I'll protect you from the crazy person attacking you, Zoocyte, because turns out this crane guy is a demon with a rainbow crystal in him. And then like, whatever, whatever. And then eventually they fight and they find out that Sailor Jupiter is Sailor Jupiter. And that's that one. And that's the only one of the Rainbow Crystal episodes we watched. But like, honestly, that's one of my favorite arcs in the first season. The Rainbow Crystal? Yeah, because it was totally written for the show. Yeah. So it was all original stuff. And it was really fun. Like the the last one is a, a cat. Surprise. It's the one of the best episodes in the entire series. <laughs> Maybe what we'll have to do next is we'll just do, like, the Rainbow Crystals arc. Yeah. And we'll watch all of those episodes. Yeah, there's only, like, seven or eight, I think. Yeah, that's fine. We'll do that. Not a big deal. And then, finally, we watched the introduction of Sailor Venus, which starts with Zoocyte pretending to be Sailor Moon, like a creepy-faced Sailor Moon. Did we watch that one? Yeah, we totally did. Okay. I remember. I believe you. (laughs) Maybe it was kind of late, and we'd watched a lot of Sailor Moon up until that point. (laughs) 
But uh, yeah, he's pretending to be a fake Sailor Moon doing good deeds. But Sailor Moon's like, that's not me. That's weird. Oh, I do remember this. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I take it back. Yeah. And then like eventually uh, Usagi, Rei, Ami, and Makoto all like try to find the fake Sailor Moon because they know it's a trap. And then they get caught in Kunzite's like dark energy ball and Tuxedo Mask gets stabbed by Zoocyte. And like it's it's all fucked up. Like everything is going to shit. Nothing's working out. Everyone's going to die. And then all of a sudden, like, Crescent Beam just, like, out of the distance. And Sailor Venus arrives, like, bat out of hell. And, like, you've been hearing about Sailor V throughout the series. Like, in the first episode, they're talking about Sailor V. And, like, she keeps coming up. Like, she's a video game character. And she's this crime, this, like, masked crime fighter that's been, like, fighting crime for, like, a little while in the city. And turns out that's Sailor Venus. Shock and awe. She was the first awakened soldier. But then I remember being like, who the fuck is this Sailor V they're talking about? I thought we were watching Sailor Moon. <laughs> Kate, you lied to me. I've been misled. Yeah, I don't think we've gotten into any of the reasons why Sailor Venus. No, like not at all. Yeah, she actually. So the story of Sailor Moon is actually a spinoff of Sailor V. Oh, so the very first manga that Naoko Takuchi wrote and published was two volumes of Sailor V. And it was about uh, Minako Aino, the high school girl who fights crime as Sailor V. And she, like, has friends at the police department and, like, there are, like, villains and shit. Like, it's a whole other thing. And, like, Usagi shows up a couple times just, like, as, like, a side thing. Mm -hmm, So, like, mm -hmm. clearly she was, like, writing Sailor Moon, too. Right. So, like, it's it's interesting. The biggest one was kind of the spinoff. But... Like, I, I have a really special place in my heart for Sailor V just because like she was the first one to awaken and she was alone for a long time mm-hmm. with this knowledge and like it was pretty cool. She's my other favorite. She had to like find herself in her own powers yeah. without oh. like a lot of support. Yeah, and she know? has her own cat, Artemis. Oh yeah, that's right, Artemis. Yeah. And we get the two cats. Double finally. down on cats. Yep. It's awesome. And that's as far as I got Brie in. Yeah. So So now I know all of the Sailor Scouts. Yep. And two cats, mm-hmm. which is, I think, a pretty good track record. Yes, and all of the, all of the the four kings, the villains, yep. and yep. Queen Beryl and Metalia. Yeah. Oh, and Tuxedo Mask. Did we find out? Oh, we haven't found out. No, not who yet. Who Tuxedo Mask? Oh, no, it's is. a big mystery. I <laughs> couldn't possibly be the guy with the exact same hair what? as Tuxedo no way. Mask. Kate, no spoilers. Who keeps showing up and making fun of Usagi because no that's adorable. Oh my god, I hate that shit. Okay. I love it. Uh, no, I. Well, okay, so I don't like the whole thing of like teaching girls like, oh, well, if a boy's mean to you, it means he likes you. Yeah. No, I mean, I have no problem with their romance, <laughs> but like. Yeah. Well, the thing, the cool thing about the Sailor Moon romance like that is like he starts making fun of her and he's like teasing her obviously because he thinks she's cute and right. like funny when she reacts mean yeah. so she like but she gets mad like she yells at him and like punches him and like in a another couple of i think the next episode after the one that we just watched like he's still injured mm-hmm. from getting stabbed and like at one point she runs into him and she's like laughing and like slaps him on the back uh. and then he's like oh ow <laughs> he's like oh uh, whoops sorry <laughs> so like they do kind of eventually develop kind of a jokey friendship yeah before realizing that they're destined for one another. Kate just got <laughs> emotional, everyone. It really, like, Sailor Moon is literally, just, like, the first arc is just, like, Romeo and Juliet in space. Yeah. And I'm wicked into Romeo and Juliet. Do they both die at the end? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, like, the, we haven't even gone into, like, the past shit, like, the Silver Millennium and, like, the Kingdom on the Moon. 
I know that this is like completely redundant, but that's like the most anime shit I've ever heard. Yeah. Where do you think it started? <laughs> yep. Uh, it, they're all reincarnations. Like it, we're going to get into the plot for now. We've just really gotten introduced to the characters. Yeah. yeah. And that was part of what kept my interest as a kid is like, it was so mysterious. Like I didn't know what happened. Well, especially when you're just jumping around. Yeah. I was trying to find the good shit, but yeah. there's like 40 episodes of filler. So like, you could get three episodes of filler and then one really important episode at the end of the tape and then you'd have to buy the next one. Yep. Oh my gosh. And which is why exactly they made filler. Yep. Um, but can we talk about how beautiful the backgrounds are Absolutely. in this show? Absolutely. The color palettes and the backgrounds, like Usagi's room. Mm-hmm. I just love it so much. It was actually done like, really beautifully. Yes. As soon as we're done recording this, I'm making Sailor Moon backgrounds my phone wallpaper. <laughs> I've just decided it's, it's my summer idea. aesthetic. Yeah, for some reason, they had a really stylized way of making the backgrounds. So, like, you'd have these dreamy Tokyo scapes. Super just, dreamy. Yeah, yeah, all, like, like pink pastels. They were really beautifully done. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's not look something... Look at them all day. Yeah, you know, it's not something you really run into a whole lot. And, like, not even in anime back then, yeah. they didn't do a lot of that. I don't yeah, know why they made very that special. Choice. Yeah, it was beautiful. Uh, anything else you want to talk about Sailor Moon was? Love that there are cats in it. I love the cats talk. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of it, too. Like, f- Sailor Moon, the manga and the anime, and then they made a live-action uh, Sentai show, mm-hmm. which was actually really good. Oh. Uh, Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. It was really funny, too. And uh, they have a bunch of musicals from the 90s to now. They're doing musicals again. Uh, they have Sailor Moon Crystal, which is essentially a shortened version so it's like a a direct retelling of the manga Mm -hmm. so but i mean i started watching it when it came out i was really pumped for it and i wasn't crazy about it as it was coming out but like teach their own if someone really likes it like i'm not gonna blame you for liking it because it's fine it's sailor moon there's nothing wrong with sailor moon at all but like there's games there's so much merchandise like in when the 20th anniversary happened Mm -hmm. just a pile of it and I'm surprised it didn't go bankrupt. Well, I mean, there was a whole store of Sailor Moon stuff in one of the department stores in, in Harajuku that was really cool. I'd be fucked. Yeah. Oh, my God. Completely. Yeah. Like pajamas, sets, and underwear sets, and clothing, and jewelry, and purses. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So... We'll get back to Sailor Moon eventually. We're going to actually like go over the seasons. It was just, I thought it would be a good idea. I think idea that, that have, was like, like a good Sailor Moon 101. Yeah. You know? And I really want to have Kayla on to talk about it too. Absolutely. She, if there's one person in the world who loves Sailor Moon more than me, it is her. I associate, like when I think of Sailor Moon, I think of Kayla and yeah. vice versa. Totally. So yeah, she'll be a special guest yes. for sure. Uh, we will, yeah, we'll finally have another special guest on our show Yay. to talk about an anime. Yep. All right, so I think that's enough Sailor Moon for now. That was like a full, like, that was minutes. Yeah, that was like most of the episode was Sailor Moon. Which I is thought good. it would be. Yeah, it is good. Uh, we have our segment, second uh, installation of our summer movie series. Which is a silent voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good. It's Koi no Katachi. There we go. <laughs> Kate's got it. Yeah, I read the manga a long time ago, and I, I actually, I remember I read it at work because it was on someone had translated it and put it on the internet, mm-hmm. and I was reading Which it. Which is work. illegal. It's illegal, and you shouldn't do it. Nah, who cares? Wink. Wink. <laughs> but I read all of it at work one day, and I just 
cried. Which is why I, I never cried. read the manga. Oh my god, it's heartbreaking. It's beautiful and sweet and so sad. But uh, so let me read the. Do you want to read? The yeah, let me read the summary. Yeah, you do it because I've been talking a lot. Shoya Ishida is a school bully. Shoko Nishimiya is a young girl with a hearing disability. Their stories begin in the sixth grade when Shoko transfers to Shoya's elementary school and quickly finds herself bullied and isolated due to her hearing disability. When she transfers away from the school, the tables turn and Shoya finds himself the victim. Years later, he sets himself on a path path to redemption. Yeah. So like that summary is basically like the very first 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Because like it, it just sets up like he was a bully. She was getting bullied and didn't have a lot to defend herself, but she did. Which she was, was oh my god, she's like wasn't afraid to stand up for mm-hmm. herself and just it was heartbreaking. Yeah. Was, but eventually she transferred out of school because she was getting bullied so badly. Yeah. And then everyone realizes that he's the bully, so then they start bullying him. Well, what, ha- what was happening was, like, the whole class was essentially bullying yeah. her. He was the most, like, loud and vocal bully, but, like, the entire class was, like, shunning her and, like, doing mean shit, like, leaving tacks in her, sho- in her shoes mm-hmm. or, like, writing on her desk. Or stealing her shoes yeah, or, or like, like, her notes or something, yeah, not I'll- telling her what they were saying. Just, like, simple things like that of, like them having a conversation and she walks up to them like oh what were you talking about because she couldn't overhear mm. and they just say oh it doesn't you know, like doesn't matter to yeah. you like just you're like not important to this yeah just yeah. like shitty microaggression type stuff exactly yeah and it like eventually builds up and uh ishida the little boy he hurts her when he tries to just like make fun of her and take her oh, hearing yeah, aid out he yanked her hearing aid yeah. out and it was so sad yeah and like he kept destroying her hearing aids and it eventually like when she transferred out they were like well someone here owes a lot of money for these hearing aids Mm -hmm. because they're expensive and then that was when everyone turned on him you know like he was the bully it was him because they had lost the person that they were bullying you know like they they were just looking for someone else yep and suddenly he was in the bottom of the pecking order yeah and like to be honest he deserved it because he was a shithead yeah but like at the same time bullying is not cool no. no matter who's getting bullied and so he eventually falls into a really deep depression because he's cut off from everyone he's ever known all of his friends have abandoned him every day is hell for him and uh he grows up and he has been working towards paying his mom back for these hearing aids he has sold all of his possessions he plans on killing himself but he still has her notebook from when she was in elementary school and he wants to return it to her. Just, I think just like as a way to say, I'm sorry for all of the things that I did. Yeah. And so he goes to find her to give it back and they have this really tense reunion. Because she's in a deaf school. Yes. Um. So he goes there as a like complete outsider. He doesn't speak sign language. Like he is kind of like invading their turf and there's totally someone like there's a protector there Mm -hmm. with her right who he assumes is um her boyfriend turns out it's his little her little sister which was their relationship was really cute like the three of them developed this really deep relationship um because the little sister really sees him as like like she saw her big sister go through this really traumatic event and like 
does protect her and feels like she needs to protect her from this yeah. person that she still sees as a bully. And like even her sister goes through her own personal character. Oh, yeah. Oh, but her uh, sister's so good. Yeah. It, it, like throughout the years that he was being bullied and uh, cast out of basic social structures in school, he'd been teaching himself sign language too. So yeah. he could communicate with her and say, I'm sorry. That was shitty of me. Uh, goodbye. Because yeah. he's planning on killing himself. And somehow meeting her and like it, he like he decides he wants to be her friend just like on the fly. And th- like they kind of like they spend the, the movie and like the series, the manga series, like saving each other. Mm-hmm. And like it's the, the whole point of the movie is like communication. Yeah. And you can communicate in so many different ways and, and like learning how to communicate better with other people. And you can't be an island. Yes. You know, and also I think the strength of relationships comes through communication and a lot of friendships are built and broken throughout this. I'm assuming the series, but like definitely in the movie, yeah, they're built and broken and repaired. And it's like, friendships aren't something that's easy like there's yeah. something that needs to be worked on just like any other relationship especially when you're a teenager yes oh my gosh absolutely i was the like it honestly it reminds me a lot of how i was in college because mm-hmm. i don't know what happened between high school and college but like something in me changed and i i didn't know how to be civil to people the way because like the way i was raised was not really the best for social interaction i'd say there's a lot of like expecting things of people that they, I didn't deserve from like them. your family had like its own social rules yeah. and they didn't necessarily apply to the rest exactly. of the world. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And like uh, later on I learned, well, that was wrong. I shouldn't have expected that kind of right, stuff right. from those people. And But like that's something you see happening in real time in this movie too, is like someone doing something wrong and then thinking about it and being like, oh wait, that was wrong. I'm sorry I did this wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Let me fix that behavior. Yeah. And it's a really healthy way to like watch those things happen. Did you <laughs> hold on? Hold for it. No? Yes? I'm trying. <laughs> it's like stuck in my face, but it won't. Oh god. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> It'll come up soon. Yeah, and I'll just sneeze directly into the mic. <laughs> what was I gonna say? I completely forgot. What so I was sorry say. I interrupted your train of thought. It's fine. Um but uh, fireworks are a really strong symbol Yeah. in, in the series, too. Like, um, at the beginning, like, when Shoya is planning on killing himself, like, he hears fireworks at the very last minute, and it kind of, like, snaps him hmm. out of it, and he, like, kind of, like, realizes what he's doing. Um, and it reminds him of middle school. And then later in the series when um spoilers oh yeah spoilers um later in their series when shoko is thinking of killing herself uh it's during the fireworks yeah, festival it's to a backdrop know? of fireworks yeah. which is like a celebration of joy and like togetherness yeah yeah um yeah i guess we're doing spoilers yeah sorry guys <laughs> sorry we didn't do spoilers for summer wars for some reason but this time like i don't know i feel like talking about the story around like dancing around spoilers leaves it kind of hollow yeah we only talked about summer wars for like a good five minutes i think so uh sorry guys (laughs) you should watch this movie anyway it's got a huge emotional impact hey we said spoiler warning like they could have jumped yeah you guys know the drill yeah (laughs) um what the hell was i gonna say 
your your botched sneeze attempt. I'm like, sorry. It's like you sneezed into my brain instead of into the the flesh Maybe you space. took my sneeze from me. Yeah, I did. Maybe I swallowed it with my mind. Um, you were talking about uh, expectations from other people and apologizing for your behavior. Yeah. And, um, and then I finished that thought and I was moving on to something else. That was all I had. <laughs> I'm sure if I listen back to like the recording, it'll immediately like be like, snap oh, back. yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. Thick. <laughs> yeah. Like it, a lot of what happens is they gather like a group of friends of like a combination of people who they knew in elementary school and people that they now know in high school, like that they've met. And it's a beautiful marriage of like trying to relearn behaviors and trying to be kind to new people too. Mm. Just like Mm -hmm. trying to have a friend group is such a difficult thing. And I think that we've all experienced that of like when you're trying to marry two groups of people yes but people who know you from before and people who don't yeah like because they know different versions of you and they expect different things from you and they expect you to act different ways and it's like you're trying to keep everyone happy and keep everyone's expectations fulfilled and that was something that Ishida struggled with the entire time absolutely constantly and he has a visual metaphor for it where like if someone is basically dead to him there's just he sees them with an x on their face and, like, as he gets to know more and more people, like, those exes just, like, fall off. And it was really beautiful. It like, was. Because at the beginning of the movie, and, I like, again, I'm assuming the series yeah. also. It was very close. Everyone's face is X'd out. Like, yep. he basically lived his life after elementary school not making human connections mm-hmm. at all. And then as the movie goes on, like, as he gets closer, they just kind of, like, fall away. And it's not only him making connections, but it's him realizing that other people have feelings too and they're feelings that aren't just there to hurt him you know they're feelings that he can hurt that can't you know that can hurt him but Mm -hmm. then can also like be friends too yeah oh it's a really really good story and i'm so like uh in i don't think it was in the japanese version but in the english version uh shoko was played by a deaf woman I feel like I looked this up after we read it. I mean, after we watched it, but uh, I'm going to look it up again also. It's like, it's such a small piece of representation for like the disabled community. And like, we desperately need more. Absolutely. But like Shoko is such an amazing character. And I'm I like, even less as a deaf person. I see her as someone who suffers from depression a lot. Absolutely. So like, that's what I, I mean, they're both main characters. Suffer oh, yeah, depression. both of them for sure. But like Shoko's so multidimensional and like she like even her deafness. She, I don't think she sees it necessarily as a disability in the same like it, she lives with it. Obviously, like, that's yeah. what you have to do. So people adapt to it. She's adapted to it. And it it's not really it's not seen as necessarily a problem by her or the people who care about her right it's seen as a problem by the people who don't want to put in the effort to actually make that kind of space for her which is like i don't know it's just so sad it's sad and it's like a sad reality we live in today even now sorry i'm looking about that the japanese voice actress is uh is also hearing impaired I know that it was, like, endorsed by the Japanese Society for the Hearing Impaired, I think. It was a really... 
And there's a really cute scene in the movie where Shoko realizes she's developed feelings for Ishida, and like, why wouldn't you? He's adorable. Yeah, he bullied her in elementary school, but he's like super making up for it. And she's got a crush on him, and she wants to tell him that she likes him. So she gives him a little present, and he's like, all right, I'll be on my way. And like, he's used to communicating with her in sign language because like he learned it to adapt to her, but she wants desperately to like, let her actual voice be heard. So she tries to say, I like you. And in Japanese, uh, I like you is Tsuki, which is basically the same for moon. Hmm. So he like, because she's saying it in her, her like not as used voice, he doesn't, understand like there's that one but also like he understood suki mm-hmm. so like he knew what she was saying it wasn't just that like she couldn't say it because she was saying it he understood right. that he, i think it was just like in his head he could not he couldn't even comprehend that that was something that was happening to him could yeah not like she was so embarrassed it was really cute she runs home and like falls face first on her bed it was starts- so relatable <laughs> she's like kicking her legs in frustration her sister's really texting cute. her it's really cute it's one of my favorite scenes. But yeah, it turns out the Japanese voice actress is not deaf. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Strong recommendation from me, though. Yeah, me too. Six out of six takoyaki. Yeah, uh, written by a woman, the original manga, directed by a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, pretty cool. Beautiful, emotional, A+. Plus. A+. Plus. <laughs> six takoyaki is out of six. Absolutely. Uh, you say we wrap this up. I think that sounds great. So thanks for joining us today. Uh, you can find us at Takoyaki underscore time on Twitter or email us at Takoyaki time podcast at gmail.com. You can find me at Kate Brezzy on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me Bree Scally at Bree Scally on Twitter and at Honey Bree on Instagram. And once again, please, if you can, if you can find it in your heart to do something kind, please leave us a five star review on iTunes. It would make our summer. Oh, Mm. <laughs> thanks uh hey you know brie yeah i was wondering what's the second rule of takoyaki time always finish your takoyaki then what's the first rule always order takoyaki oh there was a camping trip mm-hmm. episode four was a camping trip and i missed it we'll have to go back um a lake wooden bowl more wow they camp a lot huh Oh my god, there are like five episodes with camping. I literally can't, I, all I see is them camping. Do you know why all I see is them camping? It's because I'm looking at the laid back camp Wikipedia instead of Sailor Moon. <laughs>